Welcome listeners to Small Business Portland, where we discuss the future of independent business in Portland, Oregon. I'm Eleni Girding, your host and the president of Venture Portland. Today, we're excited to welcome Nisha Supahan to the show. Nisha and her husband, Toby, own 34 Tattoo in the Hawthorne District. Nisha, welcome to the show. Thank you. So wonderful to have you here. We're going to dive right in and learn a little bit more about you, the how and why of starting this particular business, and what it means to you to be involved in the Hawthorne community. Awesome. So, you know, you are the only Black and Indigenous woman-owned tattoo shop in the Portland area. How did that come about? (laughs) Um, Necessity, kind of. Uh, my husband was a tattoo artist, um, and the shop he was working at was selling and the owners asked if, you know, we would like to take it over and buy it. And we were living with, I was taking care of my grandma and we had five kids and we were living on his tattooing income alone. And I said, well, if it's not losing money, then even if it's only a little bit over, we can, we'll buy it and I can make it better. So that's wait, wait a minute. Did you say you have five kids? I, I had in my house at the time, five kids. I have birth three. Um, and my, my first son, my stepson, um, was a teenager and we had a foster daughter who's a, who was a teenager at the time. So yes, I was, I was raising five kids and taking care of my grandma who lived with us. <laughs> and then we bought a tattoo shop. So needless to say, say tattooing wasn't what you planned on on doing for your career owning a tattoo shop it was not so what were you doing before (laughs) um I was a photographer um in San Francisco with uh Hanson Fong who is a wedding photographer and was pretty awesome sponsored by Canon and Kodak um and he taught me a lot about photography but also running a business And before that, Toby and I had always kind of, since my first business was a newspaper with my twin sister at like 10. Um, So so we always, and Toby started his first business as a teenager, painting murals and things. So we've always kind of been that kind of mindset. Um, Entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. I just had not thought that that would uh, equal a tattoo shop at any point in my life. I honestly did not. I would have lost a lot of money if someone would have bet me that when I was younger. But here you are. And how did you guys, so ending up on Hawthorne had to do with where the existing shop was, right? Correct. So that was a place that is um, near and dear to your guys's heart. Is it part yeah. of the community you live in as well? Um, it's not our children. We moved them to schools there because we were (laughs) our house, um, that my grandmother actually bought in the forties is where we live in Northeast, but my kids and the shop was in Southeast. So we, it was, I mean, we were either there or, or at home. (laughs) So, so we were pretty heavily in the community with the kids at school and our, and our business, um, on Hawthorne that worked out because the shop he was working at was Hawthorne Inc., um, originally. And we, I mean, we love the area. So, so we wanted to stay and that's like, now we, we purchased a, a building still on Hawthorne and that was, we wanted to do that. We didn't think it was totally possible, but we, we made it happen um, so that we could stay in, in that community. You know what? Anything's possible when it's <laughs> really what you want to have happen. So good for you guys to figure out how to make that happen. 
Tattooing is very unique, I think, to a lot of people. The idea of having that as a business is kind of exciting and unique in of itself. But what makes you guys stand out or be different from any other shop in town? Well, we didn't, well, I, I did not, well, both of us, but we didn't want to be like just another tattoo shop. It, we wanted to be um, something different. And that wasn't really, you know, we didn't talk about it and go, oh, we need to do this differently. How are we going to do it? It was more like uh, where we came from, how we were raised, what kind of evolved into like what we wanted for our business. And that is, you know, giving back to our community and doing things that can, that will benefit our community as like the Portland community, but also like our community as like the indigenous and black and BIPOC um, population in our community. Both you and Toby have tribal affiliation. Um, Share a little bit about that. Yeah. um, So I grew up on the Hoopa reservation. Um, I'm Karuk but it's all the, the tribes in that area are, are all very close and culturally related. Um, so I grew up there and still, you know, we go back as often as possible and have our tribal ceremonies um, that I uh, participate in. Um, Toby is uh, Wampanoag from the East Coast, but also uh, Ojibwe and Okanagan. So his people are Canada, Washington area before there was, <laughs> before there was a border you know, Northern Washington and, and Canada. And so we also, uh, he goes up there pretty frequently. And we, we, we met in the middle, we decided Portland was like the middle ground between both of our homelands, basically. And we could travel to both if we lived in Portland. <laughs> how, how did you two meet? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Toby and I have been together for over 20 years. Um, we did not expect for that to be the case when we met when I was 19 and he was 20. (laughs) And the first time I saw him was during a Native American student union meeting at Southern Oregon University in Ashland, Oregon. Um, I thought he was a student because he was at the student meeting. He was not a student. I saw him, we, I, we hadn't actually met that, that time. Um, and then he randomly knocked on my door later thinking that somebody else lived there. And we have basically been together ever since. Thanks for sharing. Everybody loves the love story. It's so funny to hear about successful, it, uh, yeah. successful relationships that are turning into successful business ventures as well. How exciting Thank for you, you guys. Tell me a little bit more about the inner workings of the shop. How many people are there? What are the different styles and and pieces that those various tattoo artists bring to your community? Um, Well, we have 10 people total that two of us, me and my admin assistant are not, do not tattoo. And we have awesome artists that all, all of them do kind of a little bit different styles. And the biggest part for us is that we all, you know, have the same mindset. We're all looking to grow and, you know, be better always and learn and, you know, all those things teach each other and that we're, you know, just the dynamic is really good within the shop. Um, A lot of people come in and I was in there the other day and one of the clients was just like, it seems like you guys all like each other and have a lot of fun. And I was like, yes, like we don't, (laughs) we want to enjoy, you know, the people that we work with every day and, and we do have fun. I mean, we're our latest uh, Instagram chat is about our our bowling team and the, what the jackets are going to look like in the team name. So <laughs> it's it's fun. Well, that's that's what we all strive for. Um, a job that we love, 
and fun in the workplace and something that allows us to have balance and give back to our family and our community. Yes. So you don't do tattoos, but you have some tattoos and tattooing is such a personal thing. People come to this from so many different places. Tell us a little bit about your tattoos. Well, this if you'd like. This is my tattoo. Um, it was funny the other night, my eight-year-old and my husband and Toby was, we were at the dinner table and, and Toby goes, do you think mom should get a face tattoo? And my son who's eight was like, mom has a face tattoo. <laughs> and Toby was like, oh yeah. Well, I mean like more face tattoos, but it's funny because it, I mean, it blends in kind of, I guess now, um, but it's my, it's, it's my tribal tattoo. I probably would not have face tattoos if it wasn't um, for my culture. Um, and I had to, I had to earn it and it, it's hard work. So I also um, made the decision to have it permanently tattooed because I'm in Portland and I wanted uh, the daily reminder of, of where I came from and who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. So, well, it has a lot of meaning for you. And I feel like a lot of people say that their tattoos have a lot of meaning for them. Um, even though there's all kinds of shows around, you know, tattoo nightmares and getting rid of things. I don't have any tattoos. So I feel like I'm, I'm a special rare person here in Portland area, <laughs> but I'm curious. And I know you're not the tattoo artist. This may be more a question for Toby, but I'm curious if you've got any advice or professional tip about somebody who's going to come in to get a tattoo, or maybe it's something specific that you guys do in your shop around that first time. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, definitely wanting people to be comfortable with what they're getting tattooed um, and not feel guilty or bad if they need to change the artwork, if they want to change the size or different part of your body. Um, we, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing that we get a lot in our shop is people coming in um, to cover things up or had, you know, talking about having a really bad experience, getting the tattoo not in our shop, but having that like memory of that connected with the tattoo. And for us, it's really important that people have a good experience along with a good tattoo because we just, you know, that's, that's really important. And, and you want to be comfortable with what you're doing. A lot of the time, you know, our artists are, are experienced tattoo artists and they can, you know, guide you to maybe it would look better here, or if you went this size. Um, and that's important, I think, to listen to their expertise because sometimes people just want what they want and it's fine. My experience with that is in the hair salon where people come in and they're like, I want this. Right. And the is like, no, you don't. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the part of it too. It's your body. Totally. It's your body. And, and we want everyone to be comfortable, but there's also a reason why these people are tattoo artists and they have experience and they do it every day. Um, and they know like, if you really want that teeny tiny thing with all that detail in five to 10 years, it's not going to look like that. So it's just, I mean, it's, it, there's a balance, like listen to your tattoo artists if you trust them. And that's the part of our shop is like, we have people that, that we trust um, to be representing our business and having clients be able to trust our shop and our artists and their, their experience and expertise, but also being, you know, we want them to be completely comfortable with what they're doing and getting on their body. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's going to be there. So I'm learning a lot about you and it's absolutely fascinating stuff. I'm curious about kind of some of your community involvement. So you, you bought a business on Hawthorne that kind of puts you there. You're really invested in, 
in the business association and the businesses around you, just being, being good neighbors. Tell me a little bit about some of your experience uh, with the Hawthorne district. Um, I did not know before owning a brick and mortar business, how much you were like in the public and, and have like these resources and supports. It's definitely a learning curve on that end. The businesses that we had before were either, you know, online or Toby, you know, his painting murals and stuff. It wasn't, there was, it wasn't a brick and mortar. So having a brick and mortar is a completely, in my opinion, different experience than, than other kinds of businesses and having, you know, being in a community and having a street association and learning, you know, what, what you, how you can be with your neighbors and other business owners and, and sharing information and being able to have resources like, you know, Venture Portland. And we work a lot with um, like the native community has ONAC and NAYA and you have resources and support that is a lot different than when you're trying to do everything alone. (laughs) And like, you know, like you're just out in the community. And I didn't think about that, I guess, before we bought the business Um, because we definitely are a feature of the, of the street and of the community. And um any affiliations? I mean, you mentioned NAYA and other things. Are there, are there things that your business has gotten affiliated with that, that you feel strongly about in our community? I mean, I, <laughs> I love learning and I do as many um, of the classes and webinars and different things that people offer. And they're Portland. I don't know. I have not done this other places, but it feels like Portland has a very um, rich, supportive environment for small businesses because of all the, you know, I just took a, you know, Multnomah County library webinar about social media marketing, (laughs) you know, and different things. So livelihood Northwest, I went through a program with them, the Oregon native American chamber, ONAC. um, I went through a program with them, the native American youth and family center, same thing. Um, Naya, I went through a business they have, we, and we continue have, you know, continue having support and a mentor and, different things. So it's, I, I don't know. I try to take advantage of all of it. I don't always, I can't always fit it in, but it definitely, um, it helps me, you know, when I'm kind of in the everyday calling the garbage company, calling the, why aren't you picking up this? What, you know, dealing with the emails and all of that stuff, those, those supports and classes and community help me to like refocus and, and have kind of like a mental shift in, oh, getting excited about certain aspects of your business that you kind of put off because you're dealing with the every, the everyday logistics. The everyday stuff's hard. And especially in this climate, there's so much to do just running a business in general. And then there's extra stuff to do, you know, right. just in our streetscape and what's happening in our communities. Thanks for giving that shout out to that stuff. It's so valuable. These resources exist. And a lot of times people don't know. And right. as small business owners, we always need that help. We need that education and it should be ongoing. Um, I'm sure you've taken some of Venture Portland's webinars as well. Yep, definitely. I was just doing redoing a sustainability uh, in the workplace one. And I'm, I'm meeting with Paul, who's coming out to our business to help figure some things out with how to be more sustainable. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Yeah. I I mean, I just, I, I always tell when I was younger, I'd always tell people I'm not rich, but I'm resourceful and I can, I can find those resources, but a lot of people don't know they exist and you don't know what you don't know. So, so it's like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty consistently um, 
signing up for all the emails. That's how I know about Venture Portland's webinars and, and the Multnomah County Library, you know, signing up and then find, going through and skimming. Oh, I'll take that class, register, put it on my calendar. I don't always get to all of them, but but it's, they're there. And I try to, they're there. And, and a lot of them, the ones that we do are available after the fact they're recorded on our YouTube channel. And it's a great benefit um, for all of our member districts uh, to make sure we keep spreading the word out there to the individual businesses that that resource is available for them. Yep. So um, I've got, gosh, I've got so many questions and so much time. (laughs) Tell tell me, um, so through your association with the uh, Hawthorne business district, who have you met about a neighboring business that you might not have otherwise met that has become, you know, a good partner or instrumental in, in your life in some way? I mean, I, it's funny because I'm like, who have I met? I met all of all of the people that I like talk to and associate with nowadays are all small business owners. So I'm like, who haven't I met? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> Through who's, these days. who's to your left and who's to your right on the street? Yeah, well, that's that's interesting because we just moved. <laughs> so I actually um, there's a yoga studio next to us, and I just met with them. Uh, we're going to talk about some kind of you know partnership with having our artists because we really we really care too about the life work balance of our artists and wanting to provide a, a good work environment. And if I can get a perk for them to be able to do yoga, tattooing is really hard on your body. It's you. I didn't think about it, but. Um, it's a really, it's a physical job. Um, and so trying to take care of the people that, that take care of us. So trying to do that. So I'm meeting with the, they're on, if you're looking at Hawthorne, they are on our right, um, next door. So trying to do that, you know, I promised I wouldn't stump you, but I, I (laughs) (laughs) I know. So let's, let's talk about the industry and just kind of where we're at coming out of the pandemic. Does it feel like it's coming back to normal? And, and where do you see things for you guys in the next five years? It's hard to say what normal is right now. It's funny because during the pandemic, I, there was definitely like, for me, I was like, I don't want to go back to normal or, you know, like what's considered normal because the pandemic definitely taught us different lessons about slowing down and being present for our kids and, you know, taking some time off from work. And I know for me, I have like pandemic brain. So it's like, even doing things like this, I'm glad I knew about it. And I can prepare for it and know, okay, it's this day, because I do not have as much stamina or energy to do this stuff as much as I did before. I mean, I was taking multiple classes. I was, you know, getting kids to all their activities. I was doing all this stuff. And I honestly look back to 2019 and wonder how I did that because at the moment, like after pandemic, I swear, I mean, it's like pandemic brain, but for us in our industry, we had to shift a lot because we were a walk-in tattoo shop for the most part, which basically means people could come in um, at any time during our open hours. And, and if there was available artists get a tattoo and now, well, with the regulations, it had to be by appointment only. So then we like had to shift everything over and figure out how to do that. Cause a lot of our artists didn't, I mean, that's not how they, they functioned. Um, and so now being by appointment only has really benefited in that you can, you can set your days and you can make appointments ahead um, you can take your days off. The shop does not have to have somebody. I mean, someone is there every single day, <laughs> but you know, with, with eight artists, like there's somebody there every day, but, um, but we're just not doing walk-ins as we did before. We do have an event on um, May 7th for a flash day, which is the first 
time we're going to have people actually like coming as a first come first serve sign up event, which is the first time since you know, 2019. So we'll see, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So, so let's um, chat about that a little bit. It's May 7th. That's a flash yeah. day. What hours are you open that day for that? Uh, we're starting at 11 AM. Um, and people will just, it'll be first come first serve. We'll have a, a form to, to fill out. Um, so we know who's in line and it's, it's kind of a, you know, right now we did it a lot before as like fundraising events. We do a lot of fundraising and community, um, giving back, but this one is kind of a test run, <laughs> team building test run. Um, people we haven't done basically, you know, under pressure walk-in flash tattoos in years now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. <laughs> um, all the artists are are drawing new flash for it, and everyone's gonna be tattooing everybody's um, flash. So it'll yeah, we're oh that's exciting. So let's get some of the details down. Uh, May seventh at eleven. First come, first serve. What is your address for our listeners? It's four zero three five Southeast Hawthorne. Um, we're the- right across from the New Seasons. And the website www.tattoo and then the numbers three four pdx.com. And what everybody really wants to know, because that's where they can dream and and whatnot. The Instagram page. Oh, yes. Um, that is at tattoo, same tattoo, the numbers three, four PDX. Sure. And I have to admit, I'm, I, that is one of the classes actually that I've been taking lately is social media <laughs> because I am, I am definitely having a hard time um, getting motivated to do all of that. <laughs> so I've been taking classes to motivate me. So flash day, and you said they're working on flash art. So this must be a little, this is some tattoo terminology. I don't know. Does that mean like a smaller size or a quicker design? So so flash is basically pre-drawn things that the artists have already drawn and are ready to tattoo. Um, They can kind of be, you know, changed minimally size wise for our event. Flash generally can change um, sizes and stuff. But for our event, we're going to try to keep it um, like palm sized, black and gray, so that we can have kind of a set price. And all the artists are drawing, they all have different styles. So everyone's going to have different, different things to tattoo. Um, but all of our artists are participating, and they'll be, they'll be able to um, tattoo different people's art, or the other artists in the shop. And people can check out your website, see the different artists, the different style. It's great on your website. It gives a little snapshot on kind of their personalities. You get to see them and and their tattoos. So I didn't mention this. I'm surprised I forgot to say it. My my husband has a lot of tattoos. I (laughs) I have no tattoos and I've never dated anyone with tattoos. And so I was like, oh, hey, you got got some tattoos. (laughs) I, uh, this is my only tattoo. Okay. I, I do have one planned, but getting Toby to actually do my tattoo, he's like, when he first started tattooing, he's like, can I tattoo you? Can I tattoo you? And I was like, heck no, I'm waiting until you actually know what you're doing. And then <laughs> now, 10 years later, he's like, oh, I don't know if I want I don't have time for you. I'm busy. I'm working. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm like. I just schedule myself in sometimes. And he'll like, look at the calendar and be like, really? And I'm like, how am I supposed to get tattooed? But he's like, tattooing your partner that you have to see that tattoo for the rest of your life is a huge deal. And I'm like, well, it wasn't when you first started, like you didn't care. Nisha, maybe you and I should just get in line on Flash Day and see. Yeah, I don't see what see what he does. <laughs> uh, yeah. Toby's not here, so tell us a little more about him. What's his style? Oh, 
goodness. Um, he, <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this because he really like, he always says, oh, I really want, you know, to, to focus on this style, but he rarely says no to things. That's built him to where he is now, even from when he was younger and doing mural projects and he never said no. I mean, he, he built sculptures for the Olympics and he never said no. And I was like, do you know how to make a fiberglass bobsled? And he was like, nope, but I'll figure it out. But I was like, okay. So tattooing has been very similar. And he, I mean, it's kind of a, a niche by itself because he can do lots of different styles. And when people come in, he can do cover-ups, but he can also match other artist styles. If somebody wants, you know, like to finish something that they didn't want to go back to the original artist or whatever, you know, what they moved or whatever happens. Um, Toby is capable of matching styles doing cover-ups. Um, he loves script <laughs> work. He used to be a graffiti artist, but doesn't, you know, there's, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have a style and he might be mad at me for saying that because he wants to have a style. I mean, he definitely has things that he really enjoys doing. Well, let, let's be clear. He has style. He has style <laughs> very much. So he definitely has style. He, um, he's just also capable of doing so much that it's, he doesn't say no. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are doers and givers, highly involved in your community and your family, giving back. And, and obviously just the whole nature of your business is transformative to people's lives. These are really important pieces of art that they get to take with them. It's absolutely amazing that they, there's the ability to do that and to share that. And uh, we'll have to catch up with Toby one day because there's a yeah. lot I want to hear about. Yes. CD and murals and bobsleds. It's just absolutely amazing. I yes. truly believe there is nothing you guys can't do. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for being here today. I was going to jump into like hobbies and <laughs> but I mean, we're really running low on time because it was such an exciting conversation. I hope that people get out there and, and check out the opportunity to get involved in your business, to meet you, get involved in your business districts out there because you never know who you're going to meet and how those people are going to help transform your business and your life in, in the future. Oh, yeah. So, any parting words from you, Nisha? Um, I think that was a benefit, What as you're saying about the pandemic and the resources and business support, because I definitely, because I had built so much up in the years prior to it, I, I felt like that people had our back um, and that even if we all didn't know what we were doing or how, oh, oh yeah, no one tells you to plan for a pandemic when you're owning a business. Um, and none of us really knew what to do, but having people that were in the same situation and that we felt like had our back was so, I mean, that's what kept me going. Well, and you're looking to pay that forward as well, right? You're looking to totally. bring in new people and, and help them have an opportunity to get started in this industry as well. Totally. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all that with us. Thank you so much, Nisha, for spending time with us today and sharing a little bit more about being a Black, Indigenous, woman-owned small business in Portland. You have been listening to the Small Business Podcast, hosted by me, Eleni Gerding, organized by Rich Reese, and produced by Jacob Falkenberg. You can connect with us on Instagram, at Venture Portland, and make sure to check out our website for the latest info on business districts, the Small Business Podcast, webinars, and events at VenturePortland.org. Until next time, shop and support local because small business builds strong neighborhoods.